My, how the tables have turned. Wow. Yay. All right. Well, welcome to the practical. What is this? Practical shooting after dark now. That's the show. Practic, almost called it pack, practical pistol show. That'd be a pretty good name, too. It would be an okay name, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, on deck tonight, we have Matt Hopkins. Hi. Once it Kim. Hello. And <laughs> Joel Park. <laughs> yeah. <small>. I guess. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. You gonna run this? Uh, you gonna run this train into the or run this plane into the ground, or am I? Am I going? No, I, I heard Hopkins is running the plane into the ground. Hopkins, oh, you're true. on here because you have something you wanted to say, and you're being all cagey and shit about it. So why don't you just spit what, it out? What do you mean cagey and shit? He's not you're at like, all. You're like, I want to talk about something, and I'm like, what? And you're like, on the show. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so this might not be a surprise for you guys. It probably isn't, but I am going to run for Area Three Director in. For 2022, so... The Are you running as a Republican or a Democrat? <laughs> Independent. Independent? Yes. Okay. Tell, tell us get more. all the bases covered in this. You're, you're seriously be, running for area director? Yes, I am. Yay. Don't you think that's going to be, like, a little annoying? No, I don't think so. I hope it's not. I hope it's... Well, Matt, you have my vote. Looking forward to it. So I talked to Sherwin for quite a while. I've talked to him before, like kind of what's involved, what the area has, all the stuff that kind of goes with it. Sherwin is Area 3 director, right? Just so, you know, people don't know. Sherwin is the current Area 3 director. Yeah, and he's Area 3 director through the end of 2021. The election will be in, I think, July 1st to August 1st, 2021. And we're supposed to know, like, on August 15th for the bylaws next year, like, who gets it. So I'm officially announcing I am running for Area 3 director. Great. Excellent. Uh, Do we know if anyone else is running? What's your platform? How is it going to improve participation is what I want to know. What are you running on? uh, I'm going to two up Layden, and I'm going to go for 20x the clubs and shooters. <laughs> that's a that's a no lose position right there, my man. Until somebody figures out how to thirty x this bitch, and it's game <laughs> over for you. Yeah, true. I'll just concede <laughs> at that point. Yeah, I would. <laughs> so I'll right. have I'll have all the articles in the front site and do all those deadlines, and uh, I'm sure you all you guys will have questions on here and dive deeper into it. So. Yeah, we're gonna tear awesome. you apart. We're gonna tear you in the mail. Good. Uh, Matt, do you know if anyone else is running yet, or is it too soon to tell? I have heard of other people wanting to run, but I've heard no one else like officially say it or anything like this. At this point, they're pretty much stepping to you personally if they run. Well, which means you're sending Jared to fuck them up. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants Sasquatch is going to be the muscle of this <laughs> that's your best option I think uh, yeah I definitely uh, <laughs> I want to go with that he's the no. muscle of so the operation probably the brains too it's hard to really say <laughs> Sasquatch that's election it. agency yeah, yeah so, that's so Matt what, what has prompted this what has prompted you to run for area director 
So Sherwin, like Sherwin's been area director for a long time now. I'm not sure how long. Been. He's been um, at least twelve years. Like as long as you've been around shooting, right? Pretty much, yeah. I think Manny was area director uh, uh, for one year, and then it was Sherwin after that. So I think I will have a positive impact, and uh, I think I want to get more involved in the sport. And I'm, I mean, basically, the Area 3 director, it comes down to you're a vote on the board of directors of USPSA. You're a member not, of the eight plus the president. This isn't, then, really, this isn't really how Leighton explained it. And then, like, the other main thing is you have to make sure and have the area match happen you don't have to run it you can delegate it out so like that's one of the first things i'm going to try to figure out within the next like year like where the 2022 area three will be at and how it will look and all that kind of stuff so it will not be in grand island nebraska that's not out of the possibility but i do not see it being there no i mean probably plenty of people are ready for it to start moving around I would think so too. It's been like at Grand Island for the last like ten nine years. years, I think. Yeah, I've oh, seen Matt's range. Mill Creek is super nice. I think. So well, they I was had... actually looking at that. There is a way to do it where we could get basically six stops with seven stages and break the range down into two basically sections, uh, and it would be possible. I actually am probably going to go talk to the rifle club board there and see kind of like like what they think on it and uh, basically do the homework and figure that out. And if other clubs like want to run it, like definitely open to having other clubs run it also. Like it spans from like Missouri, Kansas, all the way up to Minnesota. There'd be clubs, a very geographically diverse area. Well, there'd be clubs in every one of those States probably that could feasibly hold it. I I talked to Sherwin Iowa might be an issue, and North Dakota might be an issue. But North I think Dakota's every other state... not part of our section, is it? Or is, I guess it's part of our area. I'm part sorry. Part of the area. It's part okay. of a. It might not be part of the section. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of a range offhand that could could do it in North Dakota, but maybe there is. I don't I know. I think there's definitely possibilities in Minnesota around <laughs> Minneapolis area. Well, yeah, uh, Forest Lake. Obviously, Forest Lake do it. I'm a shareholder at Forest Lake, Matt. I'd be. Are happy you? to talk to the activities manager if you'd like. Yeah. I'll be up there uh, shooting the sectional, so I might actually talk to them when I'm there. Yeah, um, they'll, I'm sure they'd be amenable. They do a lot of big matches there. Would the uh, hypothetically, Matt, would the flavor of Area Three change at all? Do you think? Yes, I do believe the flavor of the stages would change a little bit. Yes. So what I'm very intrigued is more more sort of like physical challenges yeah yeah like so, carrying stuff like more rolling well, i'm not going to use any of the pistol bays at milk creek i'm going to use just the 200 and 300 yard ranges and oh, make yeah. sure to use all of the ranges yeah all of the stages i want to cross between crossfit games and uspsa that's what i think area I three should like be Marathon and uspsa mixed perfect what if you started Side- like yeah, start on the firing line, and you have to run like a hundred yards, and then shoot some <laughs> targets behind a barrel stack or something. Yeah, obviously, that would be that would be an interesting shooting challenge. And I'll I put think. a three by three box down there as the fall line, so yeah. 
god. Oh. oh, sign me up. You sound like interesting stages. I can't uh, wait. I'm gonna have Joel as a primary stage designer for Area Three from then on, and uh, so look oh, for boy. that. Oh boy, you like my ideas already? Great. Yes. Yep. I think we could put some mini poppers at like 300 yards. Also, that'd be good. Yes. Like one of them, just one. Yeah. It's not a lot. All it, when it's 300 yards, all it takes is one. <laughs> <laughs> the stage is it's not going in a good direction <laughs> and somebody would sit there and empty like take every mag on their belt firing for effect to hit so, it so. so six times 22 that'd be a lot of rounds <laughs> but just think if you actually hit it and no one else did you would win the stage oh more so interesting shooting I'm challenges sure you're not going to do any of this dumb shit Matt you'll put on good proper stages yeah like it'll it'll mimic area three's had a flavor for a while. Next year is gonna be the tenth anniversary of that type of stuff. Uh, I think it'll mimic like your local your local shoot more than what area three is now. Well there'll be shooting challenges, they'll be you'll be tested. Let's just say that. Well, in a serious on a serious note, like not being dumb, it's cool because Matt does travel all over the country shooting matches, so He's seen a lot of different matches and what goes well and what doesn't go well. So that having that experience is quite excellent for, you know, somebody overseeing and setting up a match. Shot quite a few matches also. So I, I think bringing some of that flavor into the sport yeah. <clears throat> and the stage design, I'm actually probably thinking of doing a one, one, one ratio for the match. So that sounds well, be, pretty cool. Line me up. I'd have to sign up for that, Matt. Get invited then. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting <laughs> me. Very nice of you. Good. That's um, well, that's exciting news. Well, I mean, I think it sounds well, sounds good. All right. Uh, who'd like to take the next one? To uh, all the ROs also. What's that? I'm sorry. Say that again. I'll provide the electrolyte popsicles to all the ROs. Oh, <laughs> oh perfect. <laughs> Like yeah, I have, all you can eat, or what? Because I might want to RO that match. <laughs> so if you RO, I'll provide all you can eat. Oh, I can eat a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're gonna pass out at some point. Yeah, you'd have like brain brain or... freeze. Matt, you've seen me when I get rolling, putting away food. Like it's disgusting how much I can eat. Uh, it'd be a decent challenge, I think. I was all gonna right, say we're staying hydrated. Like I have a, a refrigerator already full of Diet Coke and. Uh, diet Mountain Dew for you that I have no doubt will not last the weekend. So, all right, who'd like to take a take the next topic? I can take it. I can Mr. Kim's ready to send it. Yes. So past weekend there was a match. It was pretty interesting, and I have some similar experience. So the match was called Lock and Load Shooting Match in Korea, and the match was screen shooting. So it's not real gun. So they would have a bunch of screen shoots. So there's like a video projector. It, it will pro project all the targets and stuff. And they would position shooting positions. And there's a screen per position. Okay. So you would go to this shooting position, shoot with whatever laser gun. And then you go to the next position and there's another screen and you shoot those targets and go to the another position, stuff like that. I've never seen a official match using a screen shoot, 
uh, I personally shot screen shooting about twice. Um, and both times it was just single screen, uh, no movement at all. But when I saw the screen shooting, uh, one thing, I mean, it's a good idea to the countries where they're doing maybe airsoft because the gun law is really bad over there kind of thing. And mm -hmm. actually there's IPSC airsoft where shoot as well. And now Korea is using the screen to actually train. And I, I saw a couple of videos of top shooters, even in the US, training with the screen shoot. I don't know if they actually do it at home, but they were at least uh, advertised to train with the screen shooting. I would be so, very skeptical of those advertisements. I have the same yeah, idea, I'm not yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've, so, we've seen, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to go on a tangent, but no we've problem. seen some of our top shooters peddling uh, fucking like brainwave <laughs> headsets and shit, you know? So yeah. like there's, there's uh, no level. Some people won't stoop for a few bucks. So like, just make sure you're not being taken. Yeah. Just yeah, saying. So, so it was a, like a, a real gun with the I'm sorry, Joel. I'm sorry. It had to be said. I'm sorry. I know that kept, was spicy. You kept it very anonymous. I wonder what we could be talking about. No, you're fine. So about the gun they shoot, from the video, the slide reciprocates, but not to the point it's actual uh, gun recoil. It, it reciprocates more like an airsoft, so none of them had actual recoil. The gun stays completely flat, but just slide moves back and forth. And the one I actually tried wasn't like the reciprocating slide. It's more of a plastic gun with a laser kind of coming out. So it only clicks on the trigger and not actual movement on the gun. Uh, my opinion, was yes, okay. it was like the that's what they were using. Not at the match. The match footage I saw was actual uh, reciprocating slide. But the one I used it was actually like a year and two years ago. Those ones just like a clicky gun, no slide moving kind of thing. Uh, when I shot that, the biggest problem with that is the lighting. Because to have the video projector with a good definition, you have to turn off all the lights. So when I was shooting it, I just couldn't see the... I, it had actually a fiber front, uh, like a regular competition gun but I could not see the fiber clearly. So in terms of aiming system, it definitely looks different because of the lighting system. And I tried both Steel Challenge and USPSA style shooting with the screen. Uh, with the Steel Challenge, I can kind of see it may help uh, developing muscle memory with because it's the same stage all the time. But for USPSA, IPSC, I was like, why do you even try to do this? Unless you just want to have a like a video game or something. But the match footage I was looking at, they kind of had a... Over the screen, they would have like a sun visor. And they would have very bright lightning where the shooting position is going to be. So I think the setup itself was much better than the experience I had. And the footage is on, on the internet, on Facebook. And I thought that was interesting news for countries that don't allow guns, basically no rights in the country. So were they like shooting positions like, or how mm -hmm. did it work? Like, are they shooting boxes or how did it like? Uh, so basically there's a screen and there's like a line 
right in front of the screen. And there was a position even with a low port. So they have like a barricade and a port and you should squat through it. Yeah. Do you see this as a future of practical shooting? I hope not. Okay. <laughs> it's like racers what about trying... In, what about racing in and video game racing is different. Primers? <laughs> Still, I would recommend doing dry fire. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, kind of it's like a video game racing versus real racing. Yeah. Uh, do they have any like well, competitive? Our mutual, our mutual friend Jordan has quite a good video game racing setup. Yes. That's quite good for simulation. It's but that was good. say, I think that was like a three thousand dollar racing setup he's got. It was. But the Something. thing is. Even if they have the most realistic racing game set up, you can't still pick a lady up with that car. No, it's not realistic. That you cannot yeah. do that. It doesn't. No. Doesn't give you any. You're talking about like drifting and stuff, like Fast and Furious. What? Hmm? I thought he was talking about NASCAR to begin with, but. Well, I imagine it'd be any type of racing. Yeah. But uh, you know. Yes. All right. What's next? Oh, Joel and I, are we sharing this topic, Joel? I think we should. Yeah. Okay. Do you have something Sounds else good. you want to go with? No, go with it. It's perfect. Well, a, a, a friend of Joel's really sent in a couple of questions that are interesting and kind of bear some discussion. And quite frankly, I don't like, I, I think it will take up enough time that we don't need to take any uh, listener questions or anything. Cause these questions are pretty good. I think the, they're, they're good stuff. All right, hit us with the first one, Joel. Uh, at what distance does stronghand only or weekend only go from being a challenge to being the product of an unimaginative stage designer? All right. That's first question. So, and like, I really, like, it, I it have to be careful. It doesn't color my opinion because I know where this came from, and I had a big issue at one of his matches one time with the. Uh, I didn't verbalize it, but it was set up pretty stupid. So I'm, I'm glad he asked this. All right. So at what distance do we think weak, stronghand or weekend is, is uh, fuckery, huh? Mm-hmm. So, like, not just that, but freestyle could be, like, taken that way also, right? So, like, if we're shooting at 300 yards, that, like, that's basically fucking stupid, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a different place to kind of go with the question along the same lines is, yes, at one point, does it change from being a shooting challenge to being stupid. So testing your skills at 25 yards or maybe 35 yards is interesting, but if it's at 100 yards, where does it get to the point where you're no longer being challenged? It's just dumb. I think that's kind of the... I like it. It is. So I would... First thing I would do is expand the question, not just distance, but let's think difficulty Mm -hmm. of the target, risk level of the target in terms of hard cover and or no shoots on there, and then circumstance. So that would be like, are you leaning around something? Are you fucking carrying a thing? Are you being, uh, are you doing stuff where you're inclined to be shooting while you're moving? That type of stuff. And then is it Virginia count or is it not? I think these are all very fair questions mm-hmm. and they would all factor in. Mm-hmm. So I, that would add that in there first. So, all right. What's what's a rule a uh, rule of thumb here to know that if this is if this is stupid or not? 
well, the, the other thing on everything. Like if what ninety percent of the people can't like shoot it clean or something like that with no time limit or something like that. Yeah, I mean it it'd be something like that. If you're seeing a lot of penalties on the stage, that's an indication that you you probably went too far with it. Or uh it gets to the point where top guys like essentially cannot make the shots. Like not not repeatably. And I've seen a lot of stuff set up like that in matches where somebody's like, hey, what about this shot at this distance? And I'm like, yeah, I can't make that shot. Like, I can't make it. Like, I don't I can't make it. I don't actually know anyone who can. But I mean, that doesn't mean that, like, in a literal sense, I can't make the shot, but it means, like, I, I'm not going to, like, shooting it in a match under match pressure, I couldn't do it 10 times in a row. That would be, like, that would be my definition of can't make the shot. Like, essentially can't do it. It's just, it comes down to luck. So when it, when the shots get like that, it gets stupid in a hurry. And that was like, another kind of frank. conversation that, that my friend and I had was, like, he has the awareness to know not everyone is going to be able to complete the challenge. But at what point do you get to where, I mean, one-handed shooting, let's say 5% of the people can't do one-handed shooting at any distance. I mean, whatever the number is. But I mean, at some level, you're going to get to, there's some challenges where maybe somebody just can't do it. And it's not like, there's nothing wrong with the challenge. Well, this but is why also... I, I'm sorry, but th this idea is why I mentioned risk level. Mm -hmm. And, and like, instead of just, what distance? How far? Like, mm -hmm. instead, look at the risk level. So the, the targets have scoring zones on them for that reason. So it's like, I don't, like, shooting 20 yards one-handed on, on targets with no, I mean, with no hard cover and no shoots on them, I, I think that is fair game. Like, to put that in a match, like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you can't do it, like, whatever. That's like, one of the good shit. things about Area 3, right? So they trick you. There's no no shoots or partials. But they're going to have very distant targets, and they're going to have close targets, and they're going to have far away steel. Like they're going to trick you that way. Like it's I guess trick you or it's, not. Yes, it's tougher it's than perception. It looks. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's fine personally, mm -hmm. and even if there's some people in the match, like look, dude, they're wide open targets. There's not a time limit. Well, I mean, what do you want? Like we can't really. It is a shooting sport. There's, the results are going to be stratified. In, mm -hmm. in that way like the worst shooters will do worse that's the way it is mm -hmm. but like the the risk level i think is a lot more interesting discussion so if you put a uh, a tuxedo and make it a virginia count stage to where if you just push the gun a little bit sideways while you're pulling the trigger and you don't get a c you get a miss mm -hmm. like that changes the nature of things dramatically in a way that i'm i'm not really sure that match directors uh, understand that 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 turns it a little bit into a crapshoot on some level if you get the distances just right. So you know what I mean. There's a there's a certain stage that is a very good example of this. I think right. The, the like classifier, classifier one? stage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> for, for this day, is that what we're all thinking of the, the one the, the one we shot like yeah in, like this for, year at free stage for this yeah. for this day for that day whatever it is yeah it, like you start with shooting six rounds on a skunk and then do a reload on a partialed up target mm -hmm. strong hand only mm -hmm. at the same distance like mm -hmm. that is a yeah. very good example of this like the what you're really doing is hammering people with penalties yeah i mean it doesn't make the stage more interesting and on that i think it's fair to say like any of us for shooting that the goal is just don't get a penalty i don't yes. care what the time is 
just don't get a penalty. Yeah, you're not, if you're, you're not leveraging your skill. Ben's not trying to like, I'm really good at doing this. I'm going to push this a little bit. It's like, no, no, just like, just hit the targets. Right? When, Is that fair? When, when I'm shooting the stage trying to not get a penalty, you you probably went too far with whatever you mm-hmm. did. Like where that's the only challenge, you know? Like that's all I'm worried about. I'm just trying to hang them on the fucking brown. That's it. <laughs> it's like, all right, back off, dude. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be a little bit sensitive to people in other divisions. So, I mean, like designing stages, stages look a lot different with an open gun than they do with a production gun. And they look a lot different shooting carry optics than they do shooting single stack or whatever. And you can make stages that are interesting and fun for every division, but you have to kind of be paying attention to that stuff. I mean, a lot of guys who shoot, I mean, I mean, for example, if you're shooting major, it's a lot of times you just put hard cover and no shoots everywhere just because the targets are so boring while you're shooting major that you kind of have to do something to force yourself to aim it, to give yourself an aim point, you know, whereas shooting minor, like those same targets that you just slap two hits on anywhere shooting major, those become a total pain in the ass and the match could be not fun in a really big hurry. Mm-hmm. personal i mean so you kind of have to like adjust for that and kind of balance things out and smooth it out and make sure it's interesting for everyone yeah and one thing to consider is like the classifier thing we talked about that was debuted in nationals and especially when you go to nationals the first stage if you don't have jittery hands uh you probably don't give a shit about your score so basically uh, people who really train and who wants to do good at nationals, they will experience jittery hands on the first stage. Uh, per, yeah, and if you are unlucky to start on that stage, and you see your dot or front side shaking, there's no way you're gonna make a shot and hit where you were aiming at at 20 yards with one-handed because of the shake. So that's something to consider. That's kind of throwing off the balance of you know, unluckiness or luckiness. Mm-hmm. So if you are pretty warmed up, you shoot that uh, partial target, one-handed shooting stage on your second day, last stage versus first stage, first day, that person's not going to have a good time. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we've said what not to do. Don't do this. What What do you think are some good guidelines? I mean, what percentage of the field would you be okay with them getting a penalty on it? I think that's kind of an interesting question. I'm, I'm okay with, you know, what, if you 10, 20% get a penalty or whatever, like, what? I mean, fine. If uh, and 50%, it's not even, and it's, it's oh, sorry. no, 50% getting penalties, like something's up with the stage. Too much, wouldn't you agree? That's way too much. Something's up. I mean, you don't need to set up stages that hammer people with penalties. Like a penalty mm-hmm. is like, you get punished for you being punished for some reason uh i don't know it's difficult to have a hard and fast rule it depends on what you want to test you know and like i said circumstance matters a lot so if i set up the stage where it's like you care you're going to carry this thing with your hand like this distance okay so now it's kind of tempting to shoot while i move if you put the targets seven or ten yards away and they're not all all hard covered to shit, then it is interesting for me to shoot while I move. For example, like I will have fun shooting that stage. If the targets aren't super far, but I'm be, I'm inclined to shoot while I move because of the circumstances you've set up. Mm-hmm. So I will have fun shooting that. If I'm not as confident, 
I'll just stop, stand still, and shoot the stuff one-handed, mm-hmm. for example. Like, that would be fine, but that's not really a distance thing. That was just the situation that you created. True. So setting up stuff like that is, that's my preference. I prefer to see it, like, in a more practical setting, like leaning around a thing and holding onto a rope to, like, shoot some stuff one-handed, I think is is way more interesting than, like, I, I almost, just from the way this question's framed, it'll be stand in a spot, do the standard exercise stage of shooting this stuff one-handed. That's that's what he's inclined to set up, and I think you can do a lot more of interesting stuff with it than that. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. So, I mean, you don't want a ton of people getting penalties. Set it up so that the it's you know the, the targets are reasonable. It shouldn't even be an issue like how many people are getting penalties. Like that shouldn't be the problem. It should be we're setting the targets at interesting different you know distances and like different spread of targets and you know it's the, it's not an issue about how many people are getting penalties because we're not we're not trying to make it right to the razor's edge of how hard we can fucking make it is how interesting we can make it. Yeah, is it fair to say the penalties would come from somebody trying to leverage their ability no, and penalties maybe... should, penalties should be self-induced. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from you like, "Hey, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to try to really make a move. I'm going to try this." And it's like, oh. "Well, that was my that was my own fault. I did something I should have." Not that the stage was set up just to like one of those gotcha stages. Is that Well, fair? that's not really a gotcha stage because if like if you can hit the stuff on the stage, um if you can hit the stuff on the stage, then a lot of mass directors are like, ah, it's too easy. It needs to be harder. And they put hard cover. And then they just put up more hard cover until people start getting penalties. Like any jackass can make a hard match. Like, I don't think that's an interesting question. I think it's more like, hey, build an interesting balanced match. Now we're talking. I hate when they just like make it harder to induce penalties. Like the top guys or the guys that are like even skill level wise, they're gonna push each other like enough or push themselves enough to induce like errors mm-hmm. like it just happens yeah true okay right. uh, personally uh, i, I want to throw this number though uh so okay. from personal experience i see anything past 15 yards that's partial target when you shoot one-handed you see the score so one good example was ipsc nationals had a 20 yard partial target strong hand only stage literally half of the people zeroed the stage it was only three targets though but half people zeroed it and they kind of gave me 15 yards past partial target one-handed uh it's too much Can, can i make fun of you for a second mr kim yes please I'd rather okay. you didn't. Don't make fun of Kim. No, it's it's in a it's in a fun, playful way. I'm not not right. crazy racist stuff that you'd be going with. Right? <laughs> so uh, exactly, you know. So too Kim well. and I, Kim and I were doing a class in Texas, and it, like so, we have split bays, like running different drills. And he sets up. He's like, "All right, we're doing one-handed shooting on this bay." I'm like, "Okay, cool." All right, yeah. I was like, "Whatever it was yeah, one-handed this shooting." Does change up. Yeah, and yeah. he set and he sets it up so it's like. It was a 15-yard head box, maybe. Oh, it was, baby. It was maybe it was. tougher. It was I, – I looked at it, I was just like one-handed, like, what? So I'm just watching Tim's doing his deal and talking, and then he does the demonstrations. He's doing a little freestyle, and then he does the strong-handed shooting. He goes, transitions out to this head box at 15 yards, and I'm just kind of looking at him like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, this is 
really ballsy for a, a class demonstration. Like I wouldn't even think to do this in practice, let alone be doing it in front of people who paid me. But I would never why. Like Kim's gonna do what he's gonna do. So he transitions to get out there and he's like eh, like aiming and it took a while before that first shot broke you watch him pull the trigger so careful and then he demonstrated again weak handed and that was like the most careful shooting i've ever seen from a human and then he unloads his gun watch him he's like yeah i think we should take that dose shoot off that's really hard yeah it's, it's just like <laughs> not to do that we, we did freestyle <laughs> it was the craziest shit i'd ever seen yep <laughs> sorry i like it you're good okay uh next question for a level two plus match would stages not being published uh uh but they'd be approved by dnroi uh does that affect your decision to attend the match so stages just... are approved but they're not published all right we'll just take a quick poll we'll go around the robin around to around the table matt yes or no Approved but not published. Does it affect your decision? Yes or no? Yes. Mr. Kim? Doesn't affect. No, from him. From Joel? Depends on the location. No. I fucking be, be straight. Your answer was what? My answer is your answer no. Is no. Okay. And my answer is yes. So now we got us an interesting debate here. Uh huh. So Hopkins and I are going to line up on the side of truth and justice. Mm -hmm. And you guys are going to line up on the side of idiocy, is what it sounds like. Well, at least I have company. Misery loves company. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. All right, so I guess Hopkins and I now need to make the case without having discussed this at all previously. Uh-huh, and then Kim and I will... Uh, Hopkins and I need to make the case that this in some way matters. Uh-huh. Uh, so 2017 Ipswich Nationals. Done. <laughs> there it is. That is much of a slam dunk as that is. So let's okay. say you go, so to a, you, you go to a section. You go. Hold on. We go to Area Three. It's at Mill Creek in 2022. We go to Area Three. Hopkins says it's going to be great. Well, I look at. They publish the stage diagrams. They're all approved by Troy or DNROI. Which guess what? I don't give a fuck about that anymore. Like that yeah, literally does not, does not matter. That maybe makes the stages worse at this point. I don't know. <laughs> I, I truly don't care. So that means nothing to me. Uh, so we're looking at uh, the the diagrams that uh, that uh, that Matt puts out. We look at these. These look a little bit sketch, Matt. And I message him like, "Hey, these these like, what's up? The stages look a little sketch." And he's all like, um, "Okay, um, but they're going to be good. So why don't you come anyway?" So we go to the match, and the stages are a little sketch, and we're not really happy. Now 2023 rolls around. Matt's like, hey, we're having the match back at Mill Creek. And I'm like, hey, dude, these days are going to be fucked up again, or what's the deal? And he's like, no, no, they're going to be great. I promise. I promise this time they're approved by Dan or OI, okay? They're going to be good. <laughs> but he doesn't publish them. He doesn't publish them. Am I, am I to take Matt's word for this, that they're going to be good? Mm -hmm. No, I would take that as a sign. That's like yeah, confirmation exactly, of what exactly, I suspect. Yeah. 100%. But so... I was, like I'm more on yes, but I like I see no happening. Also, like if no, no, you you already picked a sign. We we drew a line in the is, sand. The question right, is, might it affect you? We might it yes, affect it your decision? No, yeah, yeah of course. That means that just throws up a red flag. Like if a club, like you know how it is. Like you see kind of sketchy stuff coming off from one club's Facebook page. And then like, oh, they they're putting on a major match. Then there's no stages published. That just 
helps build a picture of incompetence, quite honestly, um, potentially. And then when you have people publish very professional-looking, nice stage diagrams where they're clearly thought about it beforehand, and or even they're doing the 3D models and doing all this and that, and they take photographs and they're publishing them before you go to the match, that builds a picture of competence and professionalism. And you look at that and you're like, yeah. These guys are switched on. I believe, like they at least they know what they think they're trying to do, and I could get on board with that. <laughs> so, would either of you two, who are clearly wrong, care to change your minds to the correct opinion? Well, here's what I, I think. I, oh, go ahead, Kim. So, when I decided when I decide to shoot certain match, I don't look at the current stage, the current year stage, and decide to go. I actually look at the years before. So, like, if it's a, um, like, Area 3 match, uh, I look at the, at least, like, two years before the match. So, the year before, two years before, and I judge and decide with that history of the match rather than the current one. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, if yeah, that no, match, totally record. yeah, if that match has a history of doing some, uh, like, illegal stuff or something, like, too gimmicky injury factor those kind of stuff unless i have to shoot because like somebody is inviting me my wife wants to go there and maybe shoot there this is different case but when i decide for my own matches i look at the history of the match and then decide so okay. i i don't even have to look at the current one i just look at the previous ones so ben when you see the stage diagrams and they look really professional and they're 3d whatever do you start building a stage plan based off of those? No, not at all. Why not? Why not? Because that would be dumb, Joel. And we both know that. They don't hit the ground necessarily the same way. But I think you'll find the stage <laughs> the stage diagrams are a very good indicator oh. of what is to come. Oh, so what you, what you just said before that, the part I heard was that the stage diagrams don't actually aren't actually necessarily. You're not gonna get anywhere with this line of argumentation, Joel, and you know it. <laughs> Like, we uh, all know that you don't go by the stage diagrams, but whether or not they exist and how professional they look definitely is going to matter, especially if the match is on the bubble. I suppose, I for matches in the bubble. Uh, for me, so I think about uh, track record, like Kim said. If uh oh. Uh, well, he was losing that fight anyway, so it's probably a good mercy for him that he's, uh, he's ranting into the breeze now. We do have to be it's honest. Excuse me. Oh, his back. Be honest. Yeah, you're back. No, yeah, oh, I don't. I right. don't look at. I don't look at stage diagrams at all before I go. Really. Okay, yeah, hold all, on. All the matches are sold out at this point before the stage diagrams are up. Yeah, so yeah. We're basing all of our choices off previous matches. Yes. Well, no. That this is strictly theoretical. Really, what we're talking yeah. about here. But it definitely would be an, an interesting indicator, and I would have. I would look at it without hesitation. Especially for club matches, they're putting that out. Like, if you see if you see stuff you don't like, and you just like punch out of the match early, like I, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, uh, let me try this again. So, like Kim said, track record for a match and the person running the match means a lot to me, and not necessarily the club or the location. So, uh, an example like to name drop our like our geographic area that makes sense is like. Chad Stanton. I like Chad a lot. Any match Chad runs is good. He might be doing the a match at Tulsa one year. He might be doing a match at Oklahoma City. I mean, who knows? He could be doing Area 4. It could be Oklahoma, their state match, whatever. 
Like, so the match, if I look and he's the guy running the match, I know it's going to be good. It doesn't mean what club it's at. Like, it might be at a club that's really good, but somebody else is running the show that's not good. So if you look at, hey, I've been to that club before. I know the staff is running it. And it's like names you recognize. Then it's still a bit of blind faith, regardless of what documentation you have from the match. Like, Okay. You still just have so how does how does that in any way answer the what we were just saying? I got it. I got it. So the, I got to wait. The diagrams don't matter. Is, Joel, Joel, nobody is sitting here saying you shouldn't consider all of that intelligent shit you just said. I'm just saying on top of that, also yeah. consider the diagrams I got, I got if think. they're available. So, what the fuck Joel, are you talking about? Joel. <laughs> yeah. There's two matches you're going to. Mm -hmm. They're the same distance away. Mm -hmm. The clubs have the same exact props, the same number of bays. They provide coolers with ice and water in them both. They mm -hmm. provide shade on the bays. Mm -hmm. They cost the same to go to. You mm -hmm. like your boys are going to go with you no matter what. Mm -hmm. Do you go to the one that publishes stage diagrams or the one that doesn't? I would say the person that I trust running the match more. Wait, same dudes running both matches. The same dude set up the same. Wait, what if what if matches. one what if one match puts up stage diagrams that look like horseshit, and you can tell because you got Virginia count, Virginia count, <laughs> like that, then they're like, hey, all forty round stages, all like two Virginia count stages, and then four forty round stages because round count. That's what they put out there. Okay, yes, it matters on some level. What? <laughs> I couldn't hear you. <laughs> It's not. Yeah, it's not a make or break. Out. It's not a make or break. It does matter on it's, some level. It's, obviously, it's, you're on the bubble. It's an indicator, dude. It is. Like, but, it all, but it also doesn't mean a ton. It means geez. some, but not a ton. If this guy's asking me if he should bother doing uh, diagrams for level he's, two or releasing diagrams for level two matches, I would say absolutely release them and release them long before the match. And that's the, you put them out. So people know that what you're doing is above board. And it really undercuts a lot of complaints that there might've been some inside knowledge about what was going to be at your club. That's another really good reason to put them out. That is a good point because then all of a sudden there's shooting at 30 yards. And well, then Hey, have, I didn't like, know there'd be a 50 yard standard. Yeah, What's and up? Then, what? And then you have somebody that their gun, they know where their gun hits or they've been doing a bunch of one handed shooting practice because guess what? There's a surprise one handed shooting stage. Yes, I agree. For an integrity reason, it makes sense to publish it also. Well, it's not, and it, it's not strictly speaking, it's not integrity. It is the appearance of integrity, you know? Uh, true. Yes. Uh, he's, got, he's got one more question that's brief. Uh, cool or dumb and better left in IDPA? Stage gun, uh, basically he's asking if stage guns are cool or dumb. So you gun, you pick up on a stage and shoot for some part of that stage potentially. Uh, I, I'm going to go with this. They are cool and better left than IDPA. I don't think they're actually mm -hmm. legal in US. I don't think – I think they were at one point, but maybe that's gone away. It's probably gone away. I've never been to a match they had them. I have. It was an IDPA match, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, like, three-gun matches where they have, like, okay, you pick up this Tommy gun and you shoot five rounds or something. That would be cool. Actually, but. it's not – it's just a dumb prop. It's just dumb. It's not really as cool as – People make it sound. I was kind of talking shit when I said it's cool. It's not that cool. It's it's a machine gun, it might be cool. All those matches, I think, have gone to where they. Yeah, Joel, you want to you want to do five rounds out of a Tommy gun? Is that really what you want to do? You play just the tip with a fucking machine gun. How's that no, for you? 
No, I would have one of my friends bring their work rifles and I would do mag dumps with that bad boy instead. Yeah, that's so. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You want to get in there balls deep. You don't want you to play just <laughs> Luckily, I'm in charge of when I can hit stop recording now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm talking a little crazy today. It's kind just of fun. a little bit. Must be the phase of the moon or something. It is. It's one of those phases. Well, it must be. I think this is a good spot to end this because this has been a, a bang up podcast. This <laughs> may be a little too bang up for you, Joel. Listeners, if you have a question you'd like us to talk shit about, go to benstugger.com. Send us your question. We'd love to hear about it. And vote for Hopkins. Stop the vote. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, fucking vote against him. I'm voting for whoever wins. <laughs> All right, you're I'm 